much, Tricia. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you that there is none like you in heaven and on the earth. Thank you for begotting us to yourself. And thank you for the privilege of meeting in your very presence with your spirit. Thank you for the availability of your word by the Spirit of God unto us. We pray that the word of God will not fall to the ground, but into our hearts, melting our hearts unto you, that the life that we will live, we will live it by faith for you who died on the cross for us. Thank you for utterance in the precious name of Jesus have we prayed. Amen. We bless the Lord for our gathering unto him tonight. And also for those who are online, God bless you. Tonight we're going to be studying around how to endure standing on the Word of God. How to endure standing on the Word of God. <clears throat> Very important subject. The reason is because the only chance to be able to overcome every situation, and as I've watched in life, the only chance to overcome every situation is by taking a stand on the Word of God. If we must see Jesus, then we must, it must be by the Word of God. If we must make it to heaven, it must be by the Word of God. If we must overcome in this life, it must be by the Word of God. And so I would... <clears throat> Plead that we pay a very serious attention to what God has for us tonight. We'll be looking at Luke chapter 4. And when it comes to these things, the best example you can ever have is from the Master Himself, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so we'll be looking at um, Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 13. The Bible says that then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. Take note of certain significant things for continuous. 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterwards he, uh, afterwards when he had ended, he was hungry. So that means that Jesus was in the mood of fasting for 40 days. 
And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a higher mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, It has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Amen. The word of God is sweet. I want you to pay attention to this. You know how to endure standing on the word of God. Brethren, if any of us is going to stand till the end, I want to emphasize tonight that your only option is to know the scriptures and to stand on them and say, this is what God has said in this situation. We see Jesus, the Son of God himself, giving us a very classic example. Giving us a very vivid picture how we'll be able to endure the temptations and the trials that we will face in this life. And how we can overcome them has been pictured in the situation where the devil was right there with Jesus. This, today I had a whole lot of things going on inside my heart. And I was asking myself in my spirit a lot, of, a lot of questions. One of the questions I was saying was that, did the devil really know that Jesus was the Son of God? 
Did he know that he was God? Could have come to him with such things. But in my heart, I perceive something like this. The devil may know, but he doesn't give up. He keeps trying. And so, I want you to take notes. In this faith that you stand, you will be tempted till the end. But may we always overcome. In Jesus' name, Amen. Anyway, Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. This verse 1 is as if it's a summary of the entire situation. And when you watch Bible, most of the time, Bible summarizes the whole matter in the first verse and then it begins to give the details. And here, we are noting that when Jesus, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. When Jesus has waited on the Lord that he had enough spiritual strength, it was at that time that, you see, take note of this, and being filled with the Holy Spirit, he had been equipped and had been increased in the spirit. Returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit that really equipped him and strengthened him and increased him. The same spirit is the one that brought him to be tempted of the devil. Hallelujah. So I want you to know that. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are not supermen who will be tempted. I don't know about you, but I have seen situations in my life. When I have been tempted, there's one particular one I cannot say. But I was filled with the Holy Spirit so much. And God confirmed his word so brutally. Just after I was faced with a situation I can never forget until I get to heaven and I talk it over with the Lord. Because I, I, you see, in my ordinary man reasoning, I come to think of it in this order. How is it possible that, that you are filled with the Holy Spirit? God has demonstrated His power and everything, evidence. How, why, why at this particular time? But then I noticed that when Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, that was when Satan... So, brethren, I don't know about you, but some of you may have entered into prayer time, fasting, waiting on the Lord and when you came out, you were met with a temptation that almost got you slipped from where you have been from the presence of the Lord. It is normal. If you have never gone through it, prepare yourself for it. 
in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I mean, it says, because Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and returned. Normally, when a person is filled and returned to Jordan, what you see is miracles here and there and different kinds of... This one, Satan was saying, if you have gone to your father and had been fortified by the Spirit, now, me too, I want to check you out. So, then the Spirit of the Lord also said, it's not a problem. I will lead him and bring him to you. Do whatever it is. So, anytime you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you are confronted with temptations, please remember that God is just testing you to see whether you still love him. When you left his presence, you didn't leave the love in his presence, but you came with it and you want to stand for him. Remember that. Amen. Now, let's go to number two. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil. In the case of Jesus, there was no breathing space for continuous temptation for 40 days. Please listen to me. In the case of Jesus, continuous 40 days. I don't know how many of us will be able to stand continuous temptation for two days. I don't know. But the good news is that if Jesus overcame, you will also overcome. And you can. Hallelujah. But I'm getting excited about this because being tempted... 40 days by the devil, please, in your marriage, you'll be tempted. Please, on your job, you'll be tempted. Please, in the church, you'll be tempted. I beg you tonight, there is no temptation that should let you think as if this is too much. Nobody should ever talk like that anymore. Hallelujah. Because if our master was tempted this much and he could stand, I want you to know, that he has set the pace for us and it will come the same way. But interestingly, 40 days and in those days he ate nothing and afterward he had ended, he was hungry. Now listen. No wonder the enemy took the first temptation which we are just about getting there. And I have observed that Satan is not as stupid as anybody ever thinks. Praise the Lord. He will get you at your weakest point. So he taught by this scripture, which is the last sentence, he was hungry. So he taught that being hungry, being in need in the physical, I will get him. And majority of the time, it is very true that when you are in need. That's when temptation comes and if you are not careful, you will yield. True or false? I mean, practical one. When you have fasted, don't know how many of us have had very serious fasting and you break your fast. Isn't it true that if you are not very careful, you will not be able to breathe after you have eaten? <laughs> Isn't it? This is just very simple. 
You become so hungry that you want to blow the food, the breakfast that you reserve, the lunch that you kept away, the dinner. This one is just physical. But we all know that. I remember when I was growing up, experience that I had with um, um, my friends, the Muslims. I remember I had quite a lot of them in my school. When it is fasting time, they are very, very angry. <laughs> you don't tempt them. They spit my heart. And then they walk very slow and pious. But if you don't know and you cause trouble, they will wahala you wild. And the reason why they do that is because they are hungry. This is so. I know I'm experienced. I have experienced it and I know exactly what I'm talking about. The hunger makes them become very angry. But, okay. So, physical hunger, honestly, if you are not a spiritual man to tame your, control your body, your fasting will spoil. Because you can easily say, well, best time a fasting, no, because you are hungry. Satan wanted to do the same thing to Jesus, but because he was Jesus, hallelujah. Man shall not live by the physical, but live by the spirit. Seriously speaking, you can be a spiritual man. The day you have waited upon the Lord, that's when if you are not very careful, somebody will say something and you may be in the other side. But let's take note of these little, little things around and hit the serious ones which is in the verse 3 coming up. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Now, I'm asking myself a few questions about this. If you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, does somebody really need to tell you if you are a Christian? Does somebody really need to tell you if you are a Semenu's son? No! But it tells you how Satan doesn't take chances. It doesn't let things go like that. So the Bible says how he takes his chances. The Bible said, if you are the son of God, command this stone. It is not the issue of being the son of God. It is the issue of you are hungry. And that's what Satan was trying to do. In all of that, it's still not relevant to me than the verse number four. Now listen to Jesus. But Jesus, and I love it, but contrary, Jesus answered saying, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now let's pause for a moment. I believe Jesus has given us a very Eternal solution to Satan. Praise the Lord. He said, Man shall not live by bread alone. But he qualified it by saying, But by every word. Every word. So please, whenever you are waiting on God, 
and the Spirit of the Lord directs you to read a scripture. Even if it is the genealogy, just be patient and read. Because you will by all means know why God is telling you to do that. Hallelujah. He has something in it that he wants to give to you. But by every word, every word in the scripture is relevant for our, 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 our living. And I thank God for tonight. When the song was raised, I am, my spirit was stirred up. Why? Because holy word has long been preserved for my walk in this life. And so, brethren, I want you to be hungry to know more and to study and to love to know more about the word of God. Hallelujah. But by every word. In other words, if Satan should ever pass anywhere to come and tempt you, you should be able to know the word of God that answers that situation for you to act on it and to overcome him. Praise the Lord. That's it. There is no temptation that has exclusivity or that does not relate to the word of God. There is everything in the word of God for you and I to overcome. That is why Jesus said it is written. And let me tell you tonight, what has been written for us is something valuable. Praise the Lord. Today, many people talk loosely. Me, I don't want to go to a church that they are every day saying that open to, open to. The answer is here. Open to, open to has been written and open to, open to will bring you to where you ought to be. Hallelujah. So, if what has been written is not open, how would it come to you? If what has been written is not open and for us to look into it to see how we will be able to say to Satan, I will not do what you are suggesting to me because it is written here that this is it. So Jesus said, it is written. In it, it says, man, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. How I wish that from our Christian life, we will begin to behave like this. Whenever people are talking, whenever you have to do anything, the first thing you should be able to say to yourself, or whenever you are listening to anything, let me tell you one secret. If you want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, it will become very authentic when you know more scripture. Hallelujah. Because he picks the word of God and he speaks it out. So whenever you have any situation... And, and, and you know the word, the Holy Spirit will pick it. And sometimes when people are even talking, the word is coming as an answer. So if you have to talk, your response should be according to what has been written that has been given to you by the Spirit of God. But you see, in the so-called prophetic age, people tend to think that there's a revelation that it has to come from somewhere. Oh, I thank God the revelations are in the word of God. It is there. It is there. I thank God that I, by his grace I cannot be deceived. 
Sometimes when I'm talking to people by the grace of God, I, can, I, I, I just have the word. I don't know how. It springs like this. But the way, what he's saying, but the word of God says this. So, I, by the grace of God, I'm able to know the inside out of what you are talking about. It is good that it has been written and we know. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says that, but by every word, every word. So brother, the more you get to know what is in the word of God, your overcoming ability is strong. Because you will know how to move and how to live. And this is how you can endure standing on the word of the Lord. So it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Now, when Jesus has settled the matter, Satan then taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. I want you to take note of something. Brethren, when the Bible says that love not the, not the world, neither the things that are in the world, I want us to know that the, the clave for the things of this world is what has made many sons and daughters become very dull. The love for the things of this world is what has made many people become very dull in sensitive spirit. Their spirits are not sensitive anymore because of the love of the world. See, that's what he was doing to Jesus taking him up on the high mountain, he showed him there are many things that Satan will show us for us to think that they are better and they are the things we need right now. Oh, it's a big lie. This morning I'll tell you, I was praying and I said, Lord, can I ask for a favor? Let nothing become too important to me. As far as you are concerned, remain in the very hot spot of my life. Praise the Lord. It's a good prayer. You can also pray it. Remain in the very hot spot. Very soon you will see what I'm talking about. Satan, contrary to what many people think, what actually he is looking for is not what you think he is looking for. The Bible says the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment. And then in verse 6, And the devil said to him, All, praise the Lord, all of this authority, I will give it to you. And their glory. For this has, been, this has been delivered to me and I will give it to whomever I wish. This has been given to me and I will give it to whomever I wish. Now I will read the next answer and then spend a little time there. Therefore, when he said, listen to this, therefore, 
If you want what I want to offer you, worship before me and I and it will be yours. What does that mean? I will give the eight and then I will combine from five to eight and we will look at something. Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and him alone you shall serve. Praise the Lord. Sit up, brother. What Satan was looking for was one thing. The first place of the man's heart. Actually, that's what he was looking for. I will give you anything you want. If you will give me the most crucial part of your life. I said so because. Thank you, Nana. I said so because. Many people have lost it. Simply because we did not manage how. To maintain the first position. Quickly go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, I think. Verse number 13. And then we'll come back. Yes. You, maybe start from 12. 12 and 13, please. Then beware. Lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage. This is important. Those of us that God has delivered. Sunday we heard it. He saved us unto himself. Hallelujah. God didn't save you for your salvation. He didn't save you for heaven. Even though there are benefits of it. He saved us. The main reason why God saved us was restoration to himself. For the relationship. And for the communication. And for the yadain together. That is God's objective in life. And Satan knows that. He has lost his position in heaven. Which gave him the opportunity to be worshipping. And to have a feel of God. He knew it. And he knows that this thing I have lost greatly. So what I would do to man. Is that I will make sure that every man. Will lose it. That's why I keep telling people that. You see. When we spend too much time on. My money. My this. My that. In prayer. And it keeps you off from the flow of God. We are making a very big mistake. We are making a very big mistake. If Satan can ever do anything that will. Quench. The relationship between you and God. He will do it. And that has always been his target. 
So, you can overcome him by standing and enduring by the word of God that you keep hearing. You say, because the word of God has said this, this is what I will do. Hallelujah. Then beware lest you forget what he is looking for. Always is for each one of us to forget about God. That's his main intention. That's why sometimes he can test so many believers and they can come out with statements such as, please, 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 this one is business. He has finished you. Please, 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 this one has nothing to do with Nipano, my wife, or Yahweh. Let me just deal with him. Please, this has nothing to do with God. You are already gone. Please, 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 this one is work. Let's do it according to so, so, and so. Satan has finished you. Nothing can be exempted from the word of God. Praise the Lord. In fact, Bible even say that when you are working, you are not working for your office. You do it as unto the Lord. Everything that we have to do in life, we are not, they are not just ordinary. Even though you may have been employed and been given with, um, what is it, job description. According to Bible, you do it as unto the Lord. If you are a servant and you have a master you are serving, according to Bible, you serve your master like unto the Lord. There is nowhere that anything that we have to do, have to do it for the earth. Everything for the believer had to do had to be done like unto God. So when he said, when the Bible says, Beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. What Bible is establishing for you and I is that we were of course anytime you hear this scripture, one of the first things you should know is that he is talking about us. When we were servants in sin, when we were by nature children of disobedience, and Christ came to save us, this is our picture. He delivered us from every bondage and from the influences of the spirit of disobedience unto obedience of the word of God. So actually this one is us. Now, when we have come in, he's still doing everything to make sure that you go back to slavery, you go back to, not even to slavery, you go back to relinquish the God who has restored you to himself. That thing is so important to Satan than anything else. If only he can create enmity between you and God again, he'll be happy. Because he never wants people to be following God and be obedient to his word. Because then the flow will be there for them. And he never wants that. That's why your obedience to scripture is more important than your attendance to church. It's more important than your tight pain. But I have seen that unfortunately we have lost that, especially charismatic churches. We tend to think that once I pay my tithe, I have had situations, I was talking with people, I don't know why this is happening to me, because I pay my tithe, I give my offering. It's a nonsense talk. 
relationship is more important to God. Even though we are supposed to do these things faithfully. So the Bible said, you forget, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the bondage from the house of, uh, uh, out from the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Now let's go to the next one. This is where. You shall fear the Lord your God. Serve him. And you shall take oath to his name. Hallelujah. You shall do what? Take oath. The Lord, I will never deny you. No matter what, I will rather endure. And actually, that's what Jesus did. And then he went to the extent that even when he was about dying on the cross, even Jesus was placed in this same junction. When the Lord was so much, there was something that he said. Lord, I have, you know, I have believed in that prayer, but as I'm growing, I believe it even the more. When Jesus said, I wish that this car passes, but not my will. Your will be done. You must always remember that what has been written must go correct with your life at any given time. Amen. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. What does that mean? Simply means you will not deny God at any point in time. Hallelujah. Now now switch back to our main scripture in Luke, please. Thank you. And so, brethren, in the verse 7, Therefore, if you will worship before me, all, all will be yours. And then the verse 8 said, Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. Let's stop there for a moment. I was asking myself, why that answer? Why get behind me, Satan? It simply means there is a first place of God. And the man wanted to occupy that. Hallelujah! There is a first place in everybody's life for God. And Satan is always looking and making every effort to be able to occupy that place. That's why when the lawyer went to Jesus and said, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus responded and said, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might, with all of your mind. That's why he said that. And then the lawyer said, Kai! The man knows it. And it's here. Satan is still looking for that place. And let me tell you, a child of God, you are born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was indeed filled with the Holy Spirit. But I'm here to announce to you that the man that was filled with the Holy Spirit was tempted because Satan still was doing his best to be able to crush the first place to make an exchange that he would take that place. 
And so tonight, I want to plead with you that endure only by standing on the word of God. Hallelujah. Don't endure by your strength. Don't endure by a friend. Don't endure by the mass prayer. Endure by something you can refer to that, you know, I cannot do this because the word of God said this. If you will come to that point, you will survive. And so, when Jesus said to Satan, get thee behind me, Jesus is trying to say, what you are seeking for, you won't get. The reason why you will not get is that it is written, that place belongs to God. Hallelujah. That place is God's. And it cannot be exchanged with anybody. And tonight, what I want to plead for is that please make sure, make sure that the first place of God in your life is not exchanged by anything. Not by wealth. That's why Paul put it in a beautiful way. What shall separate me from the love of God? The love that I need to give to God, what is it? Tribulations, poverty, riches, long life. I am not ready to exchange it. And I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that all of us will grow to that point when we will never let the first place of God be exchanged by anything. Hallelujah. If you want to endure and to overcome, this is how you go about it. Make sure that your first position for God is continuously occupied. It's continuously protected. You know, because that is all that the enemy of our souls is looking for. Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone you shall serve. Establishing that that first place is for God. So, brethren, may I plead with you, even on your job that gives you money, thank God for it. If a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. Do your best on that job, but don't let the first place be occupied by your job. Hallelujah. Don't let the first place be occupied by your education. Don't let the first place be occupied by your son or your daughter. Don't let the first place be occupied by religious practices. Let the first place be occupied by God Almighty. That's the secret. That's the secret. If God brings you to this understanding and then you hold on to it, I'm here to announce to you by the grace of God that you will never, never fail in entering it into eternal life. Amen. You shall worship the Lord your God and Him only you shall save. So Satan was seeking for it. He started with food and then he switches on to this. Just to jam the matter. But let's continue from there. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, you shall, you, you are the, uh, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. 
from here. He's only tempting. Sometimes don't think you are too strong. If you know certain temptations, you can't stand. Just simply don't do it. Hallelujah. Are you there? Don't ever think that you are Superman. Just, no, this, no, this. Just simply, don't even give it a second chance on your mind. No, 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 no. That's the last temptation. But I want to show you in the next five minutes, and then we'll stand to pray. Something that a man like us did. Two things that Daniel did that I think is very important to look at them in, and, 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 and take a clue from it. Um, let me simply say this before we go to that. You know, man lost it, eh? Man had dominion over the earth. So when Satan was quoting to Jesus, I shall give you all of this, he was simply saying, I made sure they removed you from the first place. And when I came to occupy that place, I got with it everything that you gave. That's what it means. The dominion that man had, had been handed to me. So we are restored. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. There are things we have to stand and say, no way, not over my head. And God will honor your word. Because you have been restored to your state. Amen. But let's quickly have a look at Daniel chapter 6. I will read from verse 1 to 5. Because everybody must come to this. I know it looks very high up, but this is where God wants us to be. Every one of us must come to this. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. Daniel, excuse me, priest. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, and the satraps might give an account to them, so that the king will suffer no loss. These were the three top people. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps, because of an excellent spirit in him. And the king gave taught to set him over the whole realm. So the governors and the satraps sought, the administrators, so to speak, sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could not find a charge of fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. This part challenges me seriously. Then the last one. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of God. Jesus told Satan, it is written. And because it is written, I cannot do anything contrary to that. 
in the life of Daniel, Satan himself also saw. And this one we are talking human and human. Satan himself saw that this man was so obedient to the word of God to the extent that the only way by which we can get him to violate is when we attack, we attack what is written. So they said we cannot find any fault. But when we do something that, ha- that can sound contrary to the law of his God, he will do it. And I honestly, as I was sitting quietly and I said, my, my, my. Jesus already has said, isn't John 14, 30 or so. He said, Satan cometh, but he hath no part in me. But I'm wondering, can you ask yourself a question? If Satan were, come, were to come, would he not find anything except when he can see to it that the law. This, you see, Christianity, we are playing. And I beg us tonight as we are entering into prayer. The Bible says that they themselves confess that we cannot find no fault except if we do something that is contrary to the law of his God. That one, the man will be so hard to obey. And by that we will get him. By that we will get him. And I'm sure that they sat down and let me just for the sake of what I want to say in a few minutes, and now let's go and further for them to see exactly what they decided to do. So the governors and the satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom and the administrators and the satraps, the counselors and the advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute. And to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any God or man for 30 days, except now, whoever petitions any God or man, they say we shouldn't do anything. Eh, me, talk. This is too small for me. The gods, if they have mouth, they should speak for themselves. Have consulted together to establish religious statute and to make firm decree. Whoever petitions any God or man for 30 days except you, O Cain, shall be cast into the lion's den. Now, O Cain, establish the decree and sign the handwriting. Uh, and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of Medes and Persian which does not alter. So that's what they did. You see, do you notice that it has the same connection with Jesus? If you, if you will bow and serve me, I will give you this. I want you to know that Satan is quite interested in the first place of God. Now, when they did this, Daniel knew that the first place in my life is for God. And I cannot, and then I don't care, I'm ready to die. And of course, the people sat down, they calculated it, and they knew that if we should ask Daniel to petition any other god or to the king, the man will not do it. So it will be a very good trap. 
and they executed it. I don't know how many of us, if Satan came in another form to be able to steal this first place, you'll be able to even identify. Some of us are very quick and compromising. For the sake of peace, let's try to do this. For this, I am not ready to buy to nothing. The first place of God is the first place of God. We are living in, in the day and time when these things should not be allowed. What? If a God has a mouth, is it not Gideon's father who said, if Gideon has bent all the idols, why are you coming to attack my son? If the God says they are powerful, let them wake up from their dead and fight my son. We still haven't come to that understanding. Ah, may the Lord help us. Me, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid at all. I will not allow my first place to be occupied by anybody. May the Lord help us. He distinguished himself. And the people saw that that first place was occupied. But if we do something that will let that first place be shaking, he will give in. Tonight, I don't know whether you are catching what God is saying to us. But can we stand for a minute, please? We're going to ask God. If I haven't been conscious of my first place, I beg you, please make me, make me aware. Sometimes many things come in to undermine the first place. The love we are supposed to give to God. Many things come in to obstruct and we don't see. Can I ask you to plead for just one thing? Lord, please show me whenever the enemy is coming to attack my headquarters, the headquarters of my heart, where I'm supposed to be giving you every reverence for the word of God to have a free course. Please help me. Never for me to become blind. Never for me to come to the point where I will not even see that something else is sipping in to take that place. You know, it is one of the biggest temptations. That's why God said that when you go and bow to any other God, the punishment will be to the third and fourth generation. Brethren, let me tell you, Satan is quite interested in taking the first place of God, which is your heart. So just pray tonight. Your work cannot take that place. It's not possible. Your husband cannot occupy it. It's not possible. Your beloved child cannot occupy. When Father Abraham didn't have a child and he was blessed with a son and he became too occupied with that son, guess what God said? Go and sacrifice him. And the man saw that I needed to sacrifice the boy. And when God saw that the man had actually done it. Your marriage cannot take your first place. Your job cannot take your first place. Can we plead with God to help us? Teach me, Lord. Open my eyes. Because I see that this temptation is still hovering around. That Satan always wants to take where you belong in my life. Lord, cause me not to become blind. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my brethren. Let each one of us come to the point that we will not settle in peace just because it will let us lose you. Oh no! 
grant unto me boldness to shake off anything that the enemy will want to stand upon for me to lose you in my first place. You are my God. You are my God and you will be my God forever. There are days and times that he comes around and wants me to lose you and to be a religious person. Tonight I surrender to you and I pray that this same temptation that has been there for years, Lord, help me never to lose it. And cause every one of our brethren, those here and those who are watching, that, oh God, they may come to the full understanding that the first place of our lives is for God and we cannot do any trade with it. Please show us. Please cause us to remain in the name of Jesus. Oh, so that we can endure by the word of the Lord till the end. We bless you and thank you. Please hear our prayer and put your seal on it for us. In the name of Jesus have we prayed. Amen. Thank you, Pam.